Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. I came across a quote a while back. It's a miserable thing to be a backslider. Of all unhappy things that can befall a man, I suppose it is the worst. A stranded ship, an eagle with a broken wing, a garden covered with weeds, a harp without strings, a church in ruins. All these are sad sights. But a backslider is a sadder sight still. To see a backslider is to see a sight worse than an eagle with broken wings. Because an eagle was born for the heights. An eagle was born to soar above the clouds. But with a broken wing, the eagle cannot fulfill her destiny. You and I were made to go higher than an eagle. Higher than the highest cloud and star. Straight into the throne room of heaven. And to see a person fall short of that is staggering and disappointing. That's what we call a backslider. And the sight of a backslider is a sight sadder than an eagle with a broken wing. Hello, my name is Ken Gurley, and on Daily Devotion, this week we're discussing restoration. And we want to see the restoration of someone who is not living up to their full potential, who's drifting away from God. You may not be familiar with the term backsliding. It's found in the Old Testament. It describes a person who once was close to God, but drifted away. Drifted away, the Bible says, by their own desires. It happens in institution. Here's a mission statement of a well-known university. To be plainly instructed and consider well that the main end of your life and studies is to know God and Jesus Christ. That university was founded back in 1636. Their diplomas carried the Latin inscription that translated means truth for Christ and the church. That university is Harvard University. Only 80 years after its founding, a group of New England pastors thought Harvard had drifted from its purpose and mission statement. So they attracted the attention of a wealthy philanthropist who shared their concern. That man, Elihu Yale, financed a new college that we now know as Yale University. Its motto was light and truth. Now, it's debatable if either school today is what their founders intended. Each drifted from their mission. Greer and Horst wrote, mission drift unfolds slowly like a current. It carries organizations away from their core purpose and identity. We don't talk about institutions backsliding, but that's really what it's describing. This is what happens in backsliding. We drift away. The writer of Hebrews said we should pay closer attention to what we have heard so we don't drift away. Backsliders are found in the Bible, King David backslid, Solomon backslid, Demas backslid, so did Judas Iscariot. Perhaps the most famous backslider is, of course, the prodigal in the parable of the prodigal son. People can and do backslide. I don't think they do it intentionally. Nobody wakes up and says, I'm going to backslide today. 
It's a slow fade. It's a drift. It's a cooling of spiritual intensity. And we slowly drift away. Before we get into the root causes of backsliding, let's examine the biblical qualities of a backslider. What behavior is associated with a backslider? Well, there are seven that are associated. First, they are self-justifying. They point at others and say, well, look at them. I'm not that bad off. Second, they believe lies and refuse to turn to God. God asks through the prophet Jeremiah, why do people fall and not get up again? Why do they turn away and not return? The answer, they believe the lies of the enemy and refuse to return to God. Third, they cease to see God as their true source. That's what Jeremiah said in the second chapter. They have forsaken God, the fountain of living waters, and they cling to broken cisterns that can hold no water. The fourth characteristic of backsliders in Scripture, they nurse grudges and bitterness. Five, they are known for looking back. The direction of your heart will become the direction of your feet. The sixth thing a backslider is known for is they have a heart for everything but God. They fill their hearts with their own desires, their wants, and their wish lists, and they turn from the Lord. And seventh, they are self-satisfied. We began the list with self-justified. We end it with self-satisfied. Or as Solomon said in Proverbs 14, they are filled with their own ways. Perhaps these qualities remind you of someone. Maybe you're looking into your own life and saying, I see some of those things in me. I don't want to backslide. I don't want to drift away from God. I want to call Jesus Lord over each of these seven areas in my life. So that's the behavior of a backslider. But how did they get there? Here's the golden rule of backsliding. Just a little at a time. It never happens overnight. It's a gradual crumbling of long-built practices. It's an incremental erosion of what was once valued. To successfully backslide, a person has to do five things. Number one, they have to stop praying. Yes, any person desiring to backslide must stop praying. Oh, pray over the meals. That may pacify a conscience. Maybe say a goodnight prayer. That's okay, too. But to successfully backslide, you must stop entertaining the presence of the Lord throughout the day. You must quit talking to Him and listening to Him. Try your best to stop hearing His voice speaking to you. When a person stops praying spiritually, it's like they stop breathing. Though it's hard, it can be accomplished. The easiest way to quit praying is to justify not praying. Well, I'm so busy doing good things that I God doesn't mind if I don't have time to pray. Uh, another way is to get so busy that you simply lose track of time and you crowd out the primary with the secondary. The first way to backslide is to stop praying. The second way is to stop feeding on the Word of God. If prayer is breathing, the Word is eating. It's the bread of life. Backsliders starve themselves to death. The pattern is familiar. We have time to read anything else, news, novels, biographies, fiction, but we stop reading the Word of God. We think we are eating, but we're eating husks. 
I was overseas in a nation where I minister a lot. And we were in a meeting where we had ordered meals from local vendors for the conference attendees. I was shocked at how much some of the people could eat. Giant piles of rice would disappear, and yet they seemed so emaciated. I asked one of the local pastors why that was the case. He said the food they eat is filling, but it has no nutritional value. Therefore, they can't grow strong. They can't gain weight. They can't get muscle mass. We fill ourselves on something. We think we're full, but we're experiencing a famine for the word of God. To successfully backslide, we stop praying. We stop feeding on the word of God. And here's the third. We forsake the fellowship of brothers and sisters. Being in godly company will strengthen us. Iron sharpens iron. We provoke one another to good works. When we cease attending church, when we cease gathering together with people, lifting up the name of the Lord and caring for one another, when we stop hanging out in our godly small groups and we start hanging out with those who carry us in the wrong direction, it can start innocently enough. Remember, the rule is a little at a time. We drift away. We're not pulled away by a riptide. We simply drift a little at a time. We say, I work hard. I deserve my weekends. There's no need to be a fanatic. I can be spiritual without going to church. I can find God in, well, just fill in the blank. I've heard it all. I can find God in nature. I can find God in sports. I can find God in hunting. I find God in being with my family. I find God in being with friends, et cetera, et cetera. You get it. We need to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Here's the fourth way. If we're going to successfully backslide, we will need to drink deep from the world's fountain. All that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Prestige, prosperity, recognition, your 15 minutes of fame. We can even cloak some of these things with religious zeal, I'm trying to get this, to do that. I'm trying to reach the world and to make a difference. But every sip, every drink from the world's fountain puts us farther and farther from God because sweet waters and bitter waters cannot flow from the same fountain. You are, in this sense, what you drink. You drink long enough from the world, and you become worldly in thoughts, attitudes, speech, and lifestyles. How do you successfully backslide? Here's the fifth and final way. You pacify your conscience with someday. Someday I'll get right with God. Someday I will get back to where I need to be. Someday I will set things straight again, so long as someday never becomes today, you can remain successful at backsliding. It is, as I quoted at the beginning, a sight sadder than an eagle with a broken wing. That's a child of God that has drifted from God, satisfied with the lesser things when they have tasted of the heavenly things and not realizing what all they're missing out on. How do we restore the backslider? All of this week, we're talking about restoration. Where does restoration of the backslider come? What do we do if we see ourselves in this situation? Well, we repent. We pray the 51st Psalm 
again and again. What can we do for someone who has backslidden, figuratively like the father of the prodigal son? We leave the light on. We make sure the robe and the ring and the fatted calf are ready. We're anticipating celebration. We pray. We pray as never before. The day is at hand. Here's the prayer from Hosea for the backslider. Return, O Israel. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. Take words with you and return to the Lord. I love this phrase. Say to him, forgive all our sins and receive us graciously that we may offer the fruit of our lips. Assyria cannot save us. We will not mount war horses. We will never again say our gods to what our hands have made. For in you, the fatherless find compassion. In the Lord's response, I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely, for my anger is turned away from him. You see, God wants to forgive. You, you really need to say that a thousand times. God wants to forgive. He wants those who have drifted away to return and to come home. He's looking for you to come back to him. He's looking for your loved ones and your friends that have drifted away and have backslidden to come back to him. There's a restoration coming. There is a celebration coming. There's a reunion. The prodigal is coming home. In Jesus' name, I claim that. God bless you today. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way. Until we meet again.